it really comes down most to the audience. Are they consuming video? Are they on channels that make sense to create video for? And just like looking at what competitors in that space are doing, or even just other companies marketing to that audience, or is there a gap in what's being created? Welcome to another episode of the Audience Builder Podcast, where we interview some of the best-in-class marketers and creators to learn from their experience building an audience with video and content. Today, our guest is Tatiana Morand, Director of Customer Marketing at HowToSaaS, a marketing consulting firm. Having worked with many late-stage SaaS companies, Tatiana brings to our conversation her first-hand observations of content trends for SaaS companies. In our conversation, we specifically dive into topics around video marketing, when should a company consider investing into videos, and how to do it right. Enjoy! Why don't we start off by having you doing a little quick self-introduction of what you do and where do you currently work at? Sure! Yeah. Hi, I'm Tatiana. I'm the director of client marketing at How to SaaS. So what that means is basically we are a marketing consulting firm. We primarily work with B2B SaaS businesses, mostly owned by private equity, though not always. And we are brought in to advise on their marketing. So I focus primarily on content marketing, so anything from SEO to ABM to email marketing, as well as supporting the funnel metrics, seeing what's performing across the funnel, how content can tie into the overall strategy, all of that. When you say you own content marketing, is it more like you provide content marketing as a service to your companies or you own the content marketing of how to SaaS currently? I focus primarily on doing the content strategy recommendations for our clients because our internal team is all marketers. I think sometimes we all step in and help with the yeah. marketing for how to SaaS as well. But yeah, it's primarily for clients. Got it. It sounds interesting. So when you start to work with a new company, like how do you typically ramp yourself up to being able to start to learn values in a period amount of time? Yeah, I would say that like we really rely on the materials that, that company has already put together because obviously they're going to we consider them the experts on their audience where we're coming in is really as the marketing experts. So what we'll do is we always have a kickoff call where we ask a lot of questions about the business, ask about their ACV, their ideal fit customer, and then we'll also make sure that we get a product demo so that we're able to see the product in action, get a better idea of what category it fits into. And then reading any kind of persona documentation they have, reading any kind of competitor documentation. It's really just a lot of getting access to their internal systems, doing a lot of research. And then based on that, maybe doing some more research about the industry itself and if maybe they have any other insights just to get other perspectives. Awesome. Yeah. I want to dive mm-hmm. a little deeper into the content trends that you're seeing mm-hmm. with the companies you work with, especially regarding video strategies. So I think my first question would be, um, when you make recommendations, is there a type of companies that you see particular fit to adopt video-based marketing strategy? Yeah, so I think it really comes down most to the audience. So it's, are they consuming video? Are they on channels that make sense to create video for? 
And just like looking at what competitors in that space are doing, or even just other companies marketing to that audience, or even just, is there a gap in what's being created for that? I think it does depend specifically on the use case that you're seeing for video. Like, of course, there's a couple of different use cases, but really it comes down to the audience, I would say. Yeah, I'm asking this because I see a lot of especially B2B companies just getting on TikTok and I always wonder what that strategies actually do for them. They can imagine mm-hmm. TikTok being more of a consumer-oriented platform and it might be hard to turn the engagement with TikTok into actual revenues. Have you seen any companies that you work with take a similar approach? Yeah, like I would say that what we always recommend to our clients when it comes to any kind of marketing strategy really is really thinking about the hot, warm, cold framework is like what we like to use. So it's like starting in the hottest quadrant. So it's like an example of that would be advertising or like paying for Google ads for your brand name it's, or like paying for Google ads for like your software category. If you're sales management software, then bidding on that. And so it's like, it doesn't really make sense to start ad. If you don't have all of that kind of like really spots to capture the interest that's really direct in place, then it doesn't make sense to go off into like short form video right away. Cause it's like, if people can't find you, if they're already looking for you or looking for what you do, then why would you start building this like big brand awareness play? So I think that, yeah, like, I think that on the note of B2B SaaS using those kind of short form videos, like I think where it makes sense is for those companies who are already more established or who do already have, okay, like we have all the basics covered. Now it's time to have fun. And like, now it's time to experiment with that. Or like you were saying for B2B companies that have more of maybe a consumer audience, we did work with one company and one of their, one of their programs was like gym management software. And then another one was like a workout app. And then in that kind of situation, if your audience is like gym owners, gym managers, even like professional, like even athletes, then it makes more sense to be on those kind of platforms because the assumption is that they're going to be there. Whereas we've worked with other companies that are like, oh, cybersecurity professionals are their audience. So I don't think like a cybersecurity professional is going to be on TikTok. Yeah, that's where I would draw that distinction with short form. Do you see that primary being a brand marketing approach from your experience? I would honestly, at this point, I would say so. Just because like you were saying, the difficulties with attribution do definitely exist. Though I feel obviously there's so many people on LinkedIn these days talking about like the value of dark social, you know, oh, just like, where did you find out about us? Like, I do think that's super valuable, but I don't think it's worth entirely neglecting some of the more easier attribution channels, especially if you're just starting out. Yeah, I also felt like it's more of a like a blue ocean space as a marketing channel. And I did yeah. felt a lot of people are doing it, not necessarily having a coherent strategy. And I, I guess apart from B2B short form videos, have you seen any format or channel that work particularly well for videos? What are some other cases that you've seen companies leveraging video in a reactive way? Yeah, I think that the outbound outreach is definitely a really good one. Another really good use case is in if you have more of a PLG motion or like more of a self-serve, not self-serve, I don't know, I'm thinking about ice cream, (laughs) use case, then I think just creating those kind of like product videos and like quick product tutorials is really valuable. What's also important to think about with video is like it can be both a medium and a channel, right? You can be including a video in a blog and then you can also be posting that video other places. 
So if you have like a blog post on like how to use your product, including a video just makes sense, right? And I think another way that has been really effective is just as, again, it's pretty straightforward, but just case studies, like making a quick case study clip with someone talking to the camera just feels like the idea with one-to-one video, like it just feels a lot more personal than just like being able to skim a data sheet or something like that. The last one is around, I think that, again, this will really heavily depend on the audience and the topics that you're talking about. But I think in some cases, focusing on like YouTube SEO and trying to rank for some of those keywords that you're already ranking for on your blog, let's say, uh, maybe there's an opportunity to do both at the same time. And just making sure that you're covering all those keywords on both platforms, I think can be really valuable. Yeah, a lot of B2B companies starting their YouTube channels. But in general, like I have not seen that many companies doing mm-hmm. perfectly well on YouTube. Mm-hmm. If I only measure it by either the views or the follower, like yeah. the count followers. So I'm also curious, what's your take on companies launching YouTube? What are the best practices that you've seen? Yeah, I think so. One of the clients that we worked with markets to system admins. So like IT people, like that's their big audience. And I would say they're the most successful that I've seen on YouTube because they have really made like the main guy who like speaks on camera used to be like a system admin and like the way he talks and the way he dresses it's like he's like one of them so I feel like they've really nailed their messaging and they know that platform like really works for them they have a podcast they'll do some like YouTube SEO they also have some oh product tutorials on there and I think what really works is again like more of a self-serve product more of they're speaking to their audiences on there so I think again like it does come back to that um, the other one, the, another example that I've seen has worked really was like, we, we also worked with another client that was, they did streaming software. So same kind of thing, right? It just makes sense because their product revolves around video. It's like, why would you not be on YouTube? They were even doing like camera reviews and stuff like that. It's not directly about selling their product, but it's something that their audience finds really valuable. So they'll be like, okay, we trust these people with our events and like with our streaming. I think that's like kind of a trend that we're seeing with branded social in general these days right if you go on linkedin there's definitely people that i follow who are talking a lot about their company's product but like their linkedin is obviously like more than that but it also is serving as like more of a social selling channel i guess that's the whole point of social media right is that it's if we see someone's face we're more likely to connect with it versus just some random brand you may or may not know this but first of all do you know what role do you video to play in their overall marketing strategies and like, do you know how they're actually tracking i guess the success of youtuber video in general yeah so i'm not sure about the one mm-hmm. client um for the other one they were using they had invested like a fair amount of, they did have a video team so i think mm. for them it was really tracking like the They were tracking like the engagement with videos, whether or not people were commenting on them and what kind of questions Mm. people were asking, like how many views they were getting, like whether or not someone was saying that they had used Mm. the videos or like they were including some of their videos in their, uh, they had a freemium product or end of free trial Mm. motion. So they were Mm. including those videos, they were including some of their videos in that free trial, like the free trial email sequence. They were just monitoring, okay, are people who are engaging with these videos more likely to convert? And are people who are, like, are people engaging with the videos at all, first of all? And then are people who are engaging with them, are we seeing more conversions from them? And obviously you can track that through email and that kind of thing. So 
I would say it's not, again, it is like what you're talking about with the dark social. Like, it's not necessarily mm-hmm. cut right. and dried in the same way as someone coming in through a Google Ads conversion. I think there are, there are ways to, like, track even those top-line metrics and find a way to make them resonate for your company specifically. Yeah. Have you seen any companies with killer video strategies? This doesn't have to be any clients that you've worked directly with. Which companies have you seen have done a great job on leveraging video for marketing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think like I would say that the the ones that I was referencing, like the ones on YouTube that I was referencing, I think they're probably mm-hmm. the first examples that come to mind, just as two that have done a really good job. Mm-hmm. I think another company that I would say that I obviously have not worked with, but that I think does a good job on the short form video like we were talking about is Shopify. They're like a big brand, but I think what mm-hmm. it comes down to, if you look at their TikTok, it's yeah, like small business owners are on TikTok, first of all, so it makes sense. And then it's mm-hmm. also just, they're running with trends. They're not taking themselves seriously. And that's something that brands really need to remember about these platforms is that like, people are going on there to have fun. Like they're not going on there yeah. to watch you like in a suit, like talk about your product. I think another one, again, this is another big brand. So this might be a little bit of an unfair example, but I think there's ways to do this on a smaller scale too is Hootsuite. They have all these TikToks mm. with like their owl and they're like, the owl oh. is like running around the office. It's just good for like brand awareness. Yeah. It's like silly, it's fun. It's another example where their audience is on there. Mm. If we're talking to a client that's like manufacturing software and they're working with huge companies, then I wouldn't say that. In those kind of cases where you can be a little bit more fun, I think that's where, that's like where those kind of, those kind of platforms are really great. But I think sometimes in marketing, And I know this kind of goes against what I was saying with the starting with the hot, but I do still think, yeah, you should always start with the hot opportunities, but there does come a certain point in which you have to be willing to experiment and you have to be to have fun with it or be willing to try something, even if you're not a hundred percent sure that it will drive revenue. And I think that companies that have a culture of content or a culture of marketing in which they're able to do that are also the ones mm-hmm. who are more likely to be deciding to invest in video as a channel because I feel like people are still dancing around it. Exactly. So I've also seen some companies using AI-generated content. Mm-hmm. What's your take on these like AI videos? So I haven't personally done any AI videos or worked with a client who has. So this is purely just my opinion. <laughs> I think that AI videos with a person who's like an AI person talking, to me, that's very like uncanny. And if I saw that, I would be like, oh, this is a little bit weird. But I think where I could see that being useful is if there's like an AI platform where you can like stitch clips together more easily or like how TikTok, you can do sync sound and video. If there's platforms that like, make that easier and make the editing process easier, but you still have a real person and a real voice. I think that might be a little bit more compelling because at least then you're still talking to a real person as opposed to like, if a brand is distant, I feel like an AI person is like even more distant. You know what I mean? So, but we'll see, maybe I'm completely wrong. What are <laughs> some of the biggest mistakes you see companies make when they start to invest in videos? like operational or execution side of things yeah so i would say this one i feel like people do this all the time and i think this is like such a pet peeve of mine is people who make the most generic product videos i'm like what what is this doesn't tell me anything about your product this doesn't tell me anything about what you are i've watched this video and i feel like i know less you know what i mean i'm like why did you spend money on this video so I think that if you are going to invest in video, make sure you really think about what your angle is. What are you actually trying to say with this? What is the purpose? 
don't just make a video for the sake of making a video, which is like what I feel sometimes. I'm sure you've yeah, seen this. Definitely. It's like you have to have a strategy for anything you do. That sounds obvious. But it yet yeah, it somehow isn't. Like, I feel like there are a lot of marketers out there who are just like, oh, why don't we just try this? And it's like, okay, but like, why are you trying this? What are you hoping to get from this? Even if you don't know what the return will be because you haven't done it before, like at least having some kind of plan and having some kind of idea of what you can see from it, I think is like super important. The last thing I guess is that, which kind of ties into the strategy point is also just not necessarily having a clear distribution strategy. Cause I think a lot of the time, this is true of a lot of content in general. It's like, people will be like, okay, cool, great. We created this content. It's great. But then it just sits on your blog or it just sits on your social channel. And it's, I think making sure that if you are investing into video, especially because it can be more expensive in terms of equipment and stuff, making sure you have a clear plan of, okay, if we make this kind of case study video, we're going to add it to this blog. All our team members are going to share it out or like, we're going to recycle it on LinkedIn and like just making sure that like you have that clear plan. So it's not just sitting there, I think is like very important. Yeah, I agree hundred percent. Last question, video production is very expensive. What are some suggestions you have for startups with a more of a lean approach? I would say, honestly, just don't worry about making it perfect at first just start it out just see what happens if the topics are good it can definitely resonate like at my previous company we filmed like we were doing youtube seo and we filmed videos just like in the office our only special equipment was like a camera that we still ranked for those keywords on youtube and we still got traffic from that and still found that really valuable so I think that you definitely can do it in a way that's not like crazy expensive. And I think that people sometimes just get too caught up in the details and it's like, no, just, just have a minimum viable product and then go from there. And I think the other thing is to, for YouTube SEO, for example, there, there are some free tools or like some really cheap ones that you can use for optimization, like vidIQ or keywords everywhere. So like you don't necessarily need to invest in some like super expensive software even on the video editing side, right? If you really want to be scrappy, just use iMovie or something. Not, you can tell I'm not a professional video editor based on this comment yeah. and anyone who's watching yeah. this is going to be like, oh my God, what's this girl talking about? But I think if you really have no budget, but you really think like, hey, our audience would resonate with this, then it's worth just, just trying it out, just making sure that you can distribute it properly and just going for it, I think. Yeah. From your experience working for Great Loss Company, how did YouTube work? Yeah, so we were primarily doing it because we were ranking for a lot of keywords organically, like SEO was like a huge traffic and lead driver for us. Because again, this is this is a company that is very self serve didn't have a sales team at all at that time. So we were using YouTube SEO as yeah, just a brand awareness thing. And also as a way to get our more competitive keywords that we were struggling to rank for on our blog to rank. So you're like, okay, if right. we add a video and then we can rank for the video in the SERP as well as on YouTube. And then we have that video on our blog. It's kind of a double pronged approach in that sense. So I would say, yeah, like we definitely did get like views and stuff, but I, and I think in that case, the primary objective was really to get the blog posts to rank better and to get more engagement because that's where we were actually getting the conversions rather than necessarily like on YouTube itself as a platform. Gotcha. So thank you so cool. much for joining this conversation. For listeners out there who wanted to get in touch, what would be the best way to connect? 
Yeah, you can find me on LinkedIn at Tatiana Moran. Or if you happen to be in Toronto or visiting Toronto, I have a brunch and coffee Instagram called Toronto Brunch. So you can also look there for coffee recommendations. But yeah, LinkedIn, LinkedIn is good. Awesome. Yeah, again, thank you so much for this conversation. If you enjoyed our conversation, you can subscribe to our show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any podcast platform of your choice. If you want to get started with video, check out Vizard to learn more about repurposing your existing video assets into viral content for social media. See you next